When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Studio 12, your podcast home for Texas A&M athletics. Studio 12 is driven by your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is built to lend a hand. Your Texas Ford dealer can assist with home delivery and other vehicle service options. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Howdy, I'm G. Guerreri, and I've been the head soccer coach at Texas A&M for more than a quarter century. The Aggies have experienced some incredible accomplishments over those years and won hundreds and hundreds of games and many, many championships. All that success doesn't just happen. It comes from a collection of special people doing extraordinary things in front of the best college soccer fans in America. This podcast is about some of those special people where you get to possibly learn something new about them and their life away from Aggie soccer. So here is our latest off the pitch podcast by another very special man, the voice of Aggie soccer, Dr. David Ellis. Well, thank you, G. And we are joined today uh, by a very special guest here on off the pitch. She had a pretty good year in 2019. all-American, all-region, SEC midfielder of the year, first team uh, all-SEC, and was, uh, for the second straight year, academic honor roll in the SEC. And, of course, I am talking about Jimena Lopez. And uh, welcome, Jimena. Glad to uh, talk to you. It's been a while. What have you yes, been up to? It's been a while. Thank you for having me. What have you been up to? 
Well, you know, just um, being in quarantine back at home, uh, spending lots of time with the family, which I hadn't done in a long time. So it's been good. So you are back in Mexico City right now, right? Yes, sir. When do you uh, when are you planning on coming back to College Station? I think late June to be ready for July preseason and start um, doing workouts with the team and stuff. Okay. So the whole spring semester thing was such a weird deal. I mean, you you know, it's spring break, and then all of a sudden the semester, as far as College Station is concerned, is is over. I mean, it's all online from then on. Was it was it weird for you too? Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, I think this past semester, like this spring, I was only in school for three weeks because um, at the beginning of the semester, I went to the Olympic qualifiers with the national team. So I missed five weeks of school there. And then I came back for two weeks to school. Uh-huh. No, two or three weeks, three weeks, I think. And then I went to Cyprus for with the national team again and then I came back and the COVID outbreak was all over the place and that's when school got canceled so yeah I haven't been there. I I mean I don't think people realize I mean you're uh, now that you're on the full Mexican national team I mean like you say you had Olympic qualifiers this year and then you play over in Cyprus I mean you're you're uh the the responsibilities, the duties that you have with the national team. And then there you are, a full-time college student on top of it and doing well enough to make the SEC honor roll academically. That has got to be hard in terms of budgeting your time. I mean, yeah, it's hard in terms of budgeting my time, but I also know that my professors would, like are more willing to cooperate with me if I cooperate with school, you know? So if I do well with school, they let me, they let me miss their classes. So I think it's a little bit of compromise there. <laughs> well, I would, I would imagine. And, you know, you've got a, uh, a, a great academic record. So, I mean, it's, I can see you're right. I mean, they, they will work with you because they know how capable you are at school. And plus you, you keep up with it, you know, and uh, you're one of those who I always see when we're on the road. I always see you studying, you know, always with a book so that you're not uh, getting behind. What, uh, but since you had a little bit of time off this semester to be with your family uh, unexpectedly, what did you get to do uh, that you normally wouldn't get to do? I mean, any, did you, any, old hobbies that you got to pick up or uh, that sort of thing? I don't know if all hobbies, but it was definitely hard to adjust at first because I don't think I've been home for so long in a really, really long time because every time that I come home for vacation and stuff, I sometimes have to go to the national team. So I'm like the most time I've probably been here, it's been two weeks over the past three years. So. I don't know, being here for two months and a half, it's been hard to adjust, but at the same time, it's been a blessing because um, you never know when, like, when will be the next time I spend as much time here. Right, right. And so, 
I mean, did you get to go to some of the places that you, you know, that you hadn't been to in a long time in Mexico City? Well, no, because everything's closed, but <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to see um, family and friends that I hadn't seen in a while. And I've been playing a lot, a lot of games and stuff with my brother. And that's something that I have, I hadn't done in a while either. So it's been good. Yeah. So soccer wise, I mean, have you been playing soccer with your brother? Yes. He he's a very good soccer player too. And so in the backyard it gets really competitive out there. <laughs> <laughs> so is your brother older or younger than you? He's younger. He's about to turn 20. Yeah. Okay. But not so not much younger. So uh, I mean uh, do you do you beat up on him kind of bad? Um not that bad because he he's a grown man now. He's strong. So I think I got the edge on technical abilities, but he's definitely faster and stronger than me. So it helps too. Yeah, yeah. So you coming back toward the end of June, um, you're going to be going to school uh, the second summer session or are you just going to be back working on soccer? Um, I'm gonna be back working on soccer right now. I'll finish this week, May mini semester, and then I'm taking two June June classes. So, okay, it's helping me keep keep busy. Stay I can busy. imagine. So, what what's your major? I am a psychology major. Are you really? How did you end up being a psychology major? Um, well, I started being a kinesiology major when I first came to A&M, but I didn't really know what I wanted to study. Like, I remember, I remember being a senior in high school and having to decide what I wanted to do. And I was like, just learn how to drive. Like, how, how am I supposed to decide this? But, um, but I chose kinesiology because I thought I wanted to do what Andy does, like athletic training. Sure. But it only took a class for me to decide that it wasn't what I wanted to do. So sure. that same semester, I took an introductory psychology class, and I really enjoyed it. So I decided yeah. to switch over to psychology, and I, I really like it. Well, good. But I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you this, Jimmy. So, you know, I'm 67 years old. And I really don't know exactly what I want to do when I grow up. So don't let it worry you if you, you know, if you change your mind again, okay? I mean, you yes, don't have to do that you. for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to do grad school after. I think I want to play soccer. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, you should. I mean, it's, to play at an international level like you play, I mean, you should do that as long as your body allows you to do it, you know? I mean, uh, yes, sir. Why, why would you want to miss that opportunity to travel around the world? So you've been to you've been to Cyprus. Where did you go for Olympic qualifying? You went to the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. It was in Edinburgh, Texas, so very right. close to Mexico, down at the border. And then for the semifinals, we traveled to L.A. Yeah. And uh, where else have you been? Uh, any other cool places uh, where you've played soccer lately? Yes, I've I've been very blessed to be able to travel a lot with soccer. Um, I played in December. I played in Brazil, um, which I hadn't been to. I've played in China, 
playing in France. So yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. traveled quite a lot. Yeah, I remember you were last year you, or year before last you played in down in Peru, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we played down in Peru. Where did you play in uh, in Brazil? Uh, Sao Paulo. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I got to go to a soccer game in uh, uh, in Brazil at uh, in Brasilia. It was really, really cool. Uh, I mean, it, the fans were just incredible. It was uh, uh, well, I can't remember who was playing now, to be honest about it. But anyway, it was two of the bigger teams in Brazil were playing there in the capital, and then, and uh, my hotel was right across the street from the stadium, and just the crowd outside the stadium was just it was just incredible. And I got to see a match, a Brazil, a soccer match between two Brazilian teams in Brazil. It was it was it was an incredible experience. They do love their soccer in Brazil. They do, that's for sure. So what's on the horizon for you? I know you're coming back looking forward to another successful season with Aggie soccer. Uh, what, what kind of goals do you have uh, for the 2020 season coming up? Well, first of all, I hope we get to have a normal season or as normal as it can be. And the goals is, are definitely, well, first of all, to integrate the new freshmen that are coming in because there's a lot of new people coming in. And then I think since we're going to have a young team, why not, why not go for it, you know? They, did like, they, they don't know what college soccer is like. And when you're young, whatever they tell you, you believe it. And you, and you stick with your teammates and you go through it. So I think we have a really, really good opportunity to – to be like the dark horse of the SEC and really give yeah. people a surprise and win it. Well, yeah, you've got and you've got a, a great crew of returning players uh, as yeah, well. Some, yes, sir. The good players coming back, and when you know it's time for you to get a ring, you know. Yes, it's time to get a ring, and and I think we have a really good senior class, and we have so such good returners and um this spring has been even though we haven't been there a lot it's been really good for the team and i feel the the team chemistry building up and and everybody is like being super positive and and wanting to and willing to put in the work so i'm really excited for this season have you had an opportunity to visit with any of your teammates no, sir. I've been in Mexico in lockdown, but <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking. <laughs> well, listen, Amanda, we look, wish you nothing but the best uh, this coming season. I can't wait to see you uh, get back on the field again because every year it would – Amanda Lopez just gets better and better, and it's just so much fun to watch you play, and I um, can't wait to see you again. Thank you, sir. I'm I'm very excited to come back and give give the best for the Aggie Soccer program one last time and just enjoy it out there and and glorify the Lord through it. Well, we, I, and and you do, and we are so grateful for that. All right, uh, that's Jimena Lopez, uh, one of the Aggie Soccer greats. Uh, you're going to be hearing her name not just next season, but in a lot of years to come here in, in the SEC on the international soccer stage. 
and she's just been an incredible player for the Aggies, and we are so, so fortunate to have her. So for Jimena Lopez, I'm David Ellis. Thanks for listening, everybody, and gig em. Gig em. Thanks, David. This is Coach G again, thanking you for listening to these stories surrounding Aggie soccer. To learn more and keep up with Texas A&M soccer, you can visit 12thman.com and aggiesoccer.com. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Off the Pitch and that you'll subscribe, rate, and tell your friends about the podcast. So until the next time, thanks and gig'em.